name is Diana Castro and you've tuned in to Leaders with a Mission. And today I have someone who, if you would like to know more information about how the world is going to evolve, you, I recommend that you stay here. So let me tell you a little bit about him. Sam Miller is a freedom seeker, a visionary, and nomad entrepreneur. His mission is to lead people to take advantage of the new opportunities being created by cryptocurrency and all-terrain cash flow portfolios. His passion is to open people's minds to new opportunities and perspectives of wealth, self-discovery, and fulfillment. And with you, Sam Miller. <laughs> Thank you very much, Diana. How do you like that intro, Sam? I love it. I think it resonates very well with the, the topics and, and the stories that I resonate with. So I'm glad to be here to discuss it with you. I love it. So this is kind of synchronicity and the universe kind of doing its own magic. Um, you recently left Colombia after being there for how many years? 11 years. And you've been there kind of creating your own world and showing people that wealth and creating a vision of the world is not limited to and like to be in a specific place. And I love that because you're in my country. So I, I really appreciate all the love and everything that you poured into my country. And you're now kind of in this nomad state of going with the flow. And can you tell me a little bit of how we landed here with crypto and a little bit of this topic is very hot right now. So I really want to know sure. what has been your journey to get here now being a leader in this space. I guess I started as a teenager with a dial-up modem and I loved the computer, especially being in a small sugarcane town in Australia. The computer and a dial-up 56K modem allowed me to connect to the world, right? Big ideas out there. Uh, but I did know at that time, especially when I was, you know, uh, buying into the university degree, get a job system uh, that I needed to get real world experience. So I did kind of disconnect from that from that kind of more uh, digital adventure style youth and, 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 and play the game for a while until I realized that game wasn't for me. I found myself on a motorbike from Canada uh, to Argentina, getting out there in the, in the real world. And uh, that's when I found Colombia. And I saw a country that was in transformation. I saw a country that had uh, a bit of a, a marketing challenge right? Because it had some really big ideas that had been associated with it that the rest of the world associated with the country. Uh, and especially like recognizing that real estate is a, an asset class that no matter where someone builds wealth, they protect it and grow it in real estate. So I uh, combined those passions of Colombian real estate and, and went on a, a real estate investment journey, creating turnkey uh, Airbnb uh, investments uh, in Colombia. Uh, a beautiful chapter of my life, kind of seeing that country transform and that transformation happening when people come and see firsthand that, okay, those preconceived ideas and stereotypes about the country weren't true and they discovered this amazing country. And, spend more time there and invest there. Uh, and then at the same time, Colombians themselves realizing that potential and starting to look beyond, okay, look beyond that, those past stories that had literally hold them back and isolated them from the rest of the world. Now starting to realize that potential. I think the most exciting stories that we can live are about transformation. And I really enjoyed that 
transformation and, and working in real estate because that is a very tangible form of, of transformation that, that happens in our, in our cities and our towns. During the pandemic, uh, I was, you know, I was uh, forced to, to, re, to rebuild from scratch, essentially. And I had been dollar cost averaging into a crypto portfolio with my, uh, with my humble, uh, you know, uh, Colombian peso salary. Uh, and with and with a very uh, a very uh, you know modest uh, portfolio, I've been able to live uh, internationally for the past two years uh, by identifying tokens investments uh, that allow me to build wealth at rates we're <laughs> we're not really familiar with when we've been offered by stock market funds to make seven or eight percent a year or uh, you know currencies that uh, that lose purchasing power over time due to inflation. I think I was able to reconnect to my roots as a kind of a digital adventurer and start getting very close to the source of the new networks that the next generation of the internet is being built upon. Ooh, 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 ooh. Now you touch something like really, really cool because there's one thing about crypto, which I believe is the, is, is the money of the future and maybe not so distant future, more closer future than most people think. Sure. I believe, I might be wrong. And um, there's also this metaverse, there's also this new way of, um, like Facebook just released the metaverse. And I know that this is something that you're really passionate about. How do we marry those opportunities for the crypto world and this digital web 3.0 that is being emerging? I think right now, the best thing that we can all be doing is by learning a few essential words and concepts that allow us to imagine what's happening. Because um, I find that that's what's limiting a lot of us from seeing these opportunities. Um, crypto certainly will redefine currency. But if we're talking about a currency that we're going to be using uh, in our societies that are run by certain systems, then I feel like that will have a lot more friction uh, to, to implement. So it'll take many years before we're using a currency in everyday use in our current societies. When we look inside of a, a game, a video game, where we have characters and, and plots of land that we can rent and, and, and farm and stake and, and interact, we're essentially creating a, a kind of a virtual society. And already in the present, not in the future, we're using cryptocurrencies in that ecosystem, in that virtual society. So inside video games, I think we're going to start seeing a lot of the innovation uh, happen now. We're already seeing it. We're already seeing cryptocurrencies not just only be used as, as a currency, but crypto that is also a stock in the virtual society itself. Uh, it's actually essentially part of the actual program. When you own the crypto, you own a piece of the program that everyone is using. So I think that's why we're seeing a lot of um, uh, challenges from our regulatory bodies to figure this out because- we're in the physical world and all of a sudden this whole new, I don't know, um, universe that it's digital, it's not physical in uh -huh. what we define has emerged and it's like we can create basically anything yeah. from thin air. Then my question is, can we dumb it down a little bit for people who are like a little yeah. bit 
cryptocurrency yeah. what what can we can we like totally 101 for dummies like sure. what's cryptocurrency what do you mean about this exactly and that's part of what i'm what i'm on a adventure to do is to simplify these very complex things because our words don't work like because a cryptocurrency at the same time a crypto uh token they're also referred to um a crypto token can be a currency it can be a stock in a company it can be a voting right in terms of an organization it can be a literal brick in the building okay of the program that we're using at the same time so we're transacting in these in in new ways um what does it mean how do we simplify it when when i see the metaverse i see zeros and ones everywhere that we can now own because of crypto crypto essentially you know when we when we see a tree in the metaverse that's made of zeros and ones it's all computer language right zeros and ones but those zeros and ones are now code that we can own and they're and those, being assigned a value is yeah. that is that what it is yep okay. and and it's assigned through price discovery how much is this tree worth to you and then here's here's where my brain kind of like has a little bit of a hiccup and it's how do we translate value in a in a digital space back into the real world um and i, I see well at the same time i see huge opportunity for like new ways of uh trans transactions being made and new jobs and new creation and new freedom and new wealth i see all of that mm -hmm. at the same time there's a part of me that also feels a little bit afraid, if I dare say it, in the sense of, is this going to disconnect us from our humanity? Are we going to be like, how 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 are we going to do with with people um, wanting not to feel pain and avoiding their reality, going inside of a world that everything could be whatever you want and peace and love, and then coming back to how what is that going to happen? to our humanity as mental health is really so there's like excitement for opportunity and like mm -hmm. i'm so freaking scared about it sure. and like they too have like such a valid space mm -hmm. to 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 talk how do you feel about this i feel like that's why right now is the most important time to be talking about what is our intention going into here you know over the past couple of decades we've started using these devices but without intention well, oh it's a nokia phone and i can make phone calls and send text messages and play a little snake game and then oh it's got a screen i can listen to music and i can and we've we've integrated these devices into our lives without taking a step back and saying wait what what, what are we intention? what are we trying to do here what like what, what what value do i assign to this world so i think as we dive deeper into the digital we need to disconnect more profoundly and deeper. We need to, the same, the, the more dependent we become on the digital for our economy, for, you know, our digital assets, for the way we interact and connect, the more dependent we become on the digital, I think the more independent we need to become as a physical society. Yeah, to, to you know, if, if, if we build our civilization based on the digital and that digital were to be, taken away taken away in some catastrophic black swan event how do we how, that's the part of how do we how do we do this in a way that aligns with us still being grounded to mother earth to like mm -hmm. to our reality while still um investing in um cleaning the earth and making making sustainable decisions in our physical world while still creating 
with vision, you know, with, with our head in the clouds and our feet on the sure. ground really well planted. I would, I would suggest awareness, awareness of the intention that you're entering this environment into and awareness of the networks that we are connecting to. Now, when I say networks, I also mean crypto. Cryptocurrencies are essentially networks. They're, uh, Bitcoin is a network. It's a database which has a history of transactions over the past 12 years. Okay, so it's a database that is uh, also a network. Right, so that's where we're starting to merge ideas. It's a database and a network. Everyone who owns Bitcoin has access to that network, has a copy of the database, essentially. Okay, so as new networks, as new cryptos are being innovated and created, um, we're seeing some amazing things and people integrate real world um, uh, regeneration, um, sustainability, uh, you know, really positive effects into their networks. For, for every time someone uses our network, we're creating real world uh, positive effects. It, it seems to me, this is what I'm understanding, and maybe mm -hmm. you have an actual example of what you've seen. It sure. seems to me that there is a way to translate um, what happens inside of the digi digital world to what happens outside like a B corporation, meaning um, like Tom's. If you buy one pair of shoes right. for me, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give a pair of shoes to someone in uh, a country that mm -hmm. doesn't have shoes, like kids that are less fortunate. Do you see this kind of patterns translating so that we can actually be intentional about how we create true physical wealth while creating a digital portfolio wallet. Exactly. So a, a great example would be that would be Tom's, right? So now with NFTs, which are a type of crypto, which create uniqueness, which create identifiable uniqueness. Okay. A, a dollar bill, you can, you know, it's hard to tell one dollar bill from the other. You don't, you know, you give out money, you donate to charity, you give to a company that says, hey, we're donating 10% to this charity, this refuge, this, this reforestation, whatever it may be, but we're trusting that company and those companies that abuse that trust. With cryptocurrency, with the blockchain, with NFTs, Tom's will now be able to, with your transaction, identify exactly which pair of shoes is being created and identify those shoes so that would be able to be verified. If someone's wearing Tom's shoes, you could connect and see that, okay, those were actually the shoes that I donated, right? And it's all on a public, uh, transparent ledger, okay? So this is called trustless. We don't need to trust that company to do it anymore. Because we can see it. Because we can we, see it. it's available for sale. It's verifiable. So is this where the concept of decentralized um, currency is coming from? Can you like dap a little bit? Because I know I'm going into like a lot <laughs> yeah, of like, really it. complex uh -huh. stuff, but I'm so intrigued. So this is one of the most important things that, because we're going through this, this decade of digitalization, this decade of decentralization. Okay. So to understand that, I would look at the decade of centralization that we've been to on the internet. And if you look at where we've centralized our attention and in this, in this, in this economy, our attention is really what um, creates value because in our current economy, if you have somebody's attention, then you can sell advertising. So the primary metric for Google, for Facebook, for uh, all the companies that Facebook owns, WhatsApp, Instagram, right? Um, they're all 
about the monthly active users. That's the metric, which how much is, is Facebook worth? How much attention do they have? TikTok, oh, all of a sudden they have a bunch of attention. Now they're worth so much. Okay. So in this economy, the, uh, the, the value is really in our attention because if, you know, attention is now a commodity and monetizable. Now in this next generation of the internet built on crypto that we can own, Let's, let's be aware of which networks we're connecting to. Because when we signed up to Facebook and we accepted the terms and conditions, we gave 90, we gave 100%. I mean, that's really <laughs> we gave 100% of the value of, of our attention, what, what we create, what we consume. We gave them 100% of the permission to, to monetize, monetize that value. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you something before okay. I continue. How important is creating content in today's universe. Where do you upload that content? Upon which network do you upload that content? Because if you upload it to Facebook, Facebook is now getting people's attention and selling that attention uh, to advertisers and they're taking 100% of that deal. There are now social networks that are being created. They already exist. There's a bunch of players in the space. Uh, it'll the, the, the most logical network might not win. It might be the one where all the influencers go and the rest follow. Uh, it, who knows how that's going to play out, but there's various players in the space who are creating uh, Web3 social networks. DSO is one. Um, and in these networks, this is, the, this is the, a very key part of Web3 for every person to understand, no matter how technical or not or how you know, how savvy we are with the internet or the digital, this is the most important thing to understand. In Web3, instead of signing in with our email and password and accepting terms and conditions which have created centralized monopolies in the digital. Of our attention, of our information, of everything that we are. Yes, our content, what we consume, we now have, we're now starting to have more and more options. And, and this is the the decade of decentralization, we're going to see much more smaller social networks, but social networks that are going to Nish. allow you to own your content. And you're allowed, you're, you're now going to own the, you, you won't need a middleman to the attention that you provide as a creator, as an artist, as a, as the real value creator on these networks. You know, that's why we're starting to see Facebook, TikTok, uh, YouTube, they start they're paying creators. And I'm noticing that they're stepping it up. And, oh, stay, stay please stay create here. with us. Go live each week on Instagram. We'll, we'll give you 500 bucks, right? They're, they're starting to open up their pockets a little bit because they see the writing on the wall. And that is where the tech is at a point now where we can, as creators, begin to own our content and the attention that is built upon that in whatever way we choose to direct that, whichever networks we choose direct direct them to. So our awareness of, of what are the consequences of this networks, the ownership that these networks allow, I couldn't imagine a more important time to be aware of that than right now. I love this. This is such a juicy conversation of like, my brain exploding like 10 times all at the same time. And I'm like, I want more. But let me ask you one thing, because I know this is part of like what we do here in Leaders with a Mission. And it's asking you, what is your personal opinion what is not personal opinion? What is your personal definition of leadership? I believe the definition of leadership is charging into the unknown. 
it's taking the steps that haven't been stepped before and sharing the value of, of what those steps are. I think if we're a civilization of, of leaders, of people doing that, I think that's the way we, we expand. That's the way we, uh, we create purpose in our lives. If we've defined our intention, if we, if we have become very comfortable with the direction that we're stepping, what we're looking for, right? This is, this is the infinite unfolding unknown. Like there are so many rabbit holes to go into right now. Oh, yeah. Like what you seek, you shall find. So define what you seek and you shall find it. So, so take responsibility of what you're, what you're, what you're seeking and, and present and share in, in what you find. Because this is where I think we're moving from a global system that has been built on scarcity to realizing that we now have cosmic abundance uh, that we are starting to more. connect and, and, and access and expand into. So the deeper we go out, I think the deeper we need to go in. I love the unplugging from scarcity. That feels so expansive in my heart. That feels, and um, as one of my mentors said, is growing, like the technology is growing really fast. And with that comes responsibility for us to evolve fast back into our humanity, back into our, our truth or center or moral compass. What do we want to create? And then this last question is really important to me. What books... What leaders, what inspires you? What is feeding you? What is keeping you like hungry for more? Right now, there's, uh, there's a couple uh, pieces that I think are super relevant. Free Guy is a movie um, which is about a metaverse with characters that are pro like they're programmed characters, but they're becoming sentient <laughs> okay so it's about these it's called an npc an npc is a non-playing character in a video game okay it's not the character you control it's the ones who have been programmed to participate in the game and the ai reaches a point where one of these npc characters starts realizing what's going on and they choose to become their own main character and for me i think as we're all entering into a metaverse. I think this is really, really interesting because we've essentially already been part of a, a network, a system, right? And the way our society is structured is around a, a type of system that is, you know, so it's a great piece of investment for people who are looking to, you know, catch the next crypto, right? We all want to catch the next Bitcoin. Uh, what are we trying to do? We're trying to get early and we're trying to get as early as possible into the right networks, they're going to have huge amounts of value. That's where we get these 100x, 1000x returns because right, a new network is created and it expands. The sooner you get in, the better. And I think our society is built on a, a network like that. And the way we go to university and get the job and we work our way up and we we go into politics and we, 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 we're, there's certain gatekeepers that create friction in that environment. Right now, I think we're, we're looking for alternative systems. As we go into these metaverses, which system are we connecting to? What, 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 what is our role going to be? Are we which, going to be a product of the systems that created us to fit into their system? Or are we going to start defining our own, own systems i love yeah. that which takes me to the next question which is where can people find you where can 
<laughs> where can they seek more of what you got? And um, yeah, tell sure. Us. So I think Instagram is the best place for that. SamMiller.life. Uh, I'm documenting adventures into this digital. This is this is a rapidly unfolding environment. Uh, I think I think video is the uh, the best way to connect right now. Um, I, I see that we are already in the metaverse. I think the the best way to look at this is this is just how it's an internet browser. The metaverse is an internet browser. We're already in it. We're just connecting to it through our phones and our and our PCs, right? As soon as we have a an internet browser that works well by putting on the augmented by reality wearable. goggles and some type of wearable, some type some type of more immersive experience, right? That's that's when we'll be that's when we'll get tired of video. <laughs> and that's when we're like, okay, let's let's actually start hanging out and moving and and physical. And I think there's potential to interact with the digital in a much more healthier way because this can be we're only kind of really and our, our physiology right? is being affected exactly. So, what if we can interact with this digital in a healthier way? One by establishing our attention before we go in, and then when we're going in, we're interacting it in a more conducive, natural, organic way. Is there a so, website? SamMiller.life is where you can follow along my adventures into the digital and I'm, I'm sharing what I find. Beautiful. Thank you so much for taking the time to Thanks be here with me. us. And for all of you who are looking to create a new way of making an impact in the world through the power of video, I'm going to invite you to visit us at 4productions.com. See you in the next one.